So welcome back to another episode of the Base Training Podcast. If you're joining us, firstly, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, this week we're going to be talking about, <laughs> uh, those who can't see uh, on the uh, YouTube version, Stefan is just holding his hands together in graciousness. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about how to stay healthy, healthy, yeah, whilst participating in recreational sports. So your weekend sportsman. Um, and Coach Will has just taken on a new client. And so we're going to do a little bit of a case study around someone who's in that uh, area, but with the potential to move on to that advanced level stage due to their age. So firstly, where can everyone find you if they want to find a little bit more information about you as coaches? Uh, Will, what about you? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm uh, Will Strathy on there. I'm on Instagram, coach underscore Will underscore Strathy on there. And I'm on Facebook, Will Strathy, health and movement coach, I want to say. <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm also Facebook. I am Stefan Window, strength and movement coach. On Insta, I stole Will's name. Hold my hands up. Uh, I am coach underscore Stefan underscore Winder. And then also on LinkedIn, I am Stefan Winder, MSC. <laughs> has to put that on. I like that. I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start adding BSCRE because as a, as a Royal Engineer, we can use that now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and for myself, you can find me on LinkedIn at Lee Carter, just my name. Instagram is where I put most of my information now. You can find me on Lee Carter UK and also on Facebook at Lee Carter. Um, I think that's my business page there. Um, and also you can find us on our website, which is www.base.training. If you have any questions, you can contact us at just use our name. So Lee at base.training, Stefan at base.training, Will at base.training and so on. If you've got any questions. So the case study, Mr. Stefan Winder is a bit of our resident expert on um, oh, wow. <laughs> on sports specific training uh, with his passion for rugby. But Will was taking on his client. So Will, why don't you give us a bit of a background on this uh, new client so we can get into it? Yeah, so I took this uh, client on. The main thing they were looking for uh, for just general health and fitness with longevity for the rest of their life. At the same time, uh, they have potential to improve their rugby ability. So uh, they're only 19. They play fly half. And the big thing for them at the moment is that they feel quite intimidated by the bigger guys on the pitch. So making sure that they're strong enough and robust enough to take the hits and to not get injured. Um, but because of their age, they do have potential to, to move to a higher standard of, of rugby. Um, so it'd be quite interesting to hear your thoughts on how you could see program for them to be healthy overall, the underlying theme there, but as well as potential to increase their uh, their rugby potential. Awesome stuff. So uh, first question, obviously they're, they are young um, chronologically. Um, what is their kind of training experience? You know their training age? their training age is around a year um, and that is very much beginner very on and off so whilst it's classified as a year it's not a true year um, it's just been doing things in their garage bench presses lunges back squats that sort of thing cool cool cool, cool. Uh, so yeah like that's good like it's a good start um 
So at that age, uh, in terms of training age, um, the biggest thing that for him is going to be for longevity is going to be building volume in those movement patterns, um, building as much volume over time as possible. So when I say volume, I just mean getting the reps in, uh, not necessarily like doing high vo high volume sets and reps, but in terms of um, the the sessions they're doing per week, uh, make sure they're uh, good sets, good reps, and just doing that repetitively for like six weeks, 12 weeks, and so on and so on, uh, making sure that they are performing high quality reps. Um, that's always the first place they want to go um, for like their longevity is building that volume in a sustainable way um, in terms of resistance training. And then similarly, um, we need to do that from an energy system approach as well. So rugby um, is predominantly an aerobic sport. Uh, most of the time you are kind of like just jogging around and making sure you're opposite your man um, and you're just making sure you're getting into position a lot of the time. It is predominantly aerobic, but it's got intermittent high intensity bouts. So the biggest emphasis, um, whilst most people will go straight into doing the repeated sprint ability work and more the anaerobic side of things, uh, if he wants longevity, again, he needs to build volume in his aerobic capacity, um, build, build his VO2 max essentially. And he's still he's still young, so making sure that he just yeah he he is sensible in his approach and just getting the the low steady state stuff into his system, getting the mileage in the legs as they say, uh, before we start to then translate that into higher speed, uh, higher speed anaerobic based, alactic and lactic based work. Um, yeah, I've just rambled on a lot there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> questions. <laughs> Uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned because we did a podcast previously um, about <clears throat> programming for people for max potential across their lifespan <clears throat> and how the similarities for someone training someone that's potentially or that has the potential to reach an advanced level within this sport or with any sport and the the, the similarities in that you have to build volume first yeah you can't you can't cheat biology you can't just jump in at the um deep end and expect to swim right and with with this case jumping into a or an extremely physical sport it's like jumping into a swimming pool with sharks like you can't expect to come out of that alive <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so understanding where they where they sit in their chronological age and where they sit on their biological age as well so the, 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 how they interact with each other because you could have a 19 year old or a 20 year old with a chronicle chronological age of a 30 year old or biological age of a 30 year old and on the opposite side a biological age of a 14 year old um and how you're going to train them is is actually slightly different uh you're going to be but, but the, the similarities still apply, the basics still apply. Technical volume is, is a, a key point of it. Yeah. yeah the, the, uh, the volume people see is just the amount of stuff they're doing. So I'm doing high volume, I'm training three times a day, that's great. And when we're talking about volume, we're talking about just repetition of the same thing. The, the amount of work we're doing is going to be high rep, slow tempo. That's a high volume session. For most individuals, um, uh, when it comes to someone for 
rugby specifically. What are the key things that you're looking to, to work on to, to train there? So the key aspects of fitness you're looking to improve, Stefan? Um, so the main, the main aspects, um, of course, strength, um, like in terms of absolute strength is becoming more and more and more and more important in rugby. Uh, it just keep, it's still going on like an incredible scale, the way the game's getting more and more physical. And um, because players are getting bigger and stronger, uh, you then need to be bigger and stronger in order to be able to compete. So uh, particularly uh, things like the breakdown, like uh, at the ruck area, um, you see these guys in these incredibly strong positions. You have to be even stronger to be able to get that person out, both biomechanically in terms of getting that leverage, but also having the sheer max strength to be able to actually force that person off the ruck. Um, so like max strength is, is quite an apparent and big one. Um, hypertrophy, to an extent, I would say, um, with max, or shall I say, absolute strength work, um, hypertrophy will come with that. Uh, the more you're, you expose yourself to higher, higher load, your muscles will react in order to help allow you to cope with that. So hypertrophy is a potential uh, benefit of doing the absolute strength work. So um, my, my priority would be doing that. But as we said, only once they've reached a, competent, a competency that allows them to do so. So putting in those quality reps at lower load before then translating that into, into less, uh, less repetitions, fewer sets and higher load. Um, they have to have those prerequisites of tendon strength, ligament strength, um, yeah, uh, cross-sectional area of their muscle tissue, all of that stuff needs to be in place first. Um, I mean, linear, uh, linear speed is also quite important, I would say, uh, in order to break that initial line. Um, and also uh, the ability to change direction. So the ability to move in all three planes and be strong in those three planes of motion is incredibly important. The amount of times you see someone I'm sure you've seen YouTube videos where people go to sidestep and they, as they're pushing back off, their knee, knee valgus comes in and they snap their leg and it's, oh, it's, it's horrendous, or ankles, all that kind of stuff. And also in tackles, when people are coming in, tackling from the side in like a trailing tackle, dislocating their shoulders because they haven't, they haven't exposed themselves to movement in those planes. So the ability to, to move in the three planes of motion, so the, the sagittal, the frontal, and the transverse, uh, massive absolutely massive um, and then in terms of metabolically um, cardiovascular system like I mentioned before increasing cardiac output increasing vo2 max so breathing mechanics making those as efficient as possible is incredibly important uh, and then supplementing that with exposure to intermittent sprint bouts um, I'm sure you've seen a guy who's got an interception he needs to be able to quickly change from just drifting in defense just being very aerobic to be able to turn into that alactic power just to be able to sprint all the way to the try line and put the ball down. Um, those would be, I think, would be all of, <laughs> all of the, uh, the, key, uh, the key important things that that player needs in order to be successful in the game, as well as technical ability. Um, marry those two up and you've got one hell of a player. I want to come to... Um health a little bit so Stefan you've worked in this set and you've worked at the elite level of rugby um, and for those listening this might not be um, 
might not be you. You might not be specifically within rugby. You might be in netball. You might be in basketball or tennis. Um, <clears throat> and you're, you're, you, most people a bit competitive. They want to play it. Uh, they want to do themselves proud on on the pitch, um, whatever level they are. And so, how do we incorporate health into these areas of training? Because we talked a lot about like specific uh, physical qualities, absolute strength, linear speed, agility, cardiorespiratory endurance, all of that stuff. How does someone, because as we start to train those physical qualities separately, we are moving from the beginner to the intermediate to the advanced level. And I've, I've played rugby most of my life and I've grown up around it. And I go back to my rugby club regularly and I see 55, 60 year olds playing rugby in the vets level and on the max physical potential scale, they could potentially be a beginner when it comes to resistance training. And actually, their biggest focus is about staying healthy so they can continue to work to provide a meal for their kids. So how, how and on the opposite end, for someone young in this case, how do we incorporate health into that? Or how, in your experience, have you incorporated health, uh, the concern of that into your training? Um yeah that's a, that's a that's an awesome question actually so um it's it's coming back to that point isn't it about being sustainable in your approach to your training um so there is absolutely no point in you going in on a session and trying to max out every session uh, it's completely it's it's completely out of whack like it's it's not going to happen your body physically can't handle that kind of stress for a prolonged period of time uh, somebody's going to give uh, so it comes down to it comes back down to that dose response. Uh, so if you want longevity, it's being able to come in, do your session at a relatively. So if we're talking about resistance training, so if you're coming in, um, we're doing back squats, we're doing bench press, we're doing deadlifts. It's about doing um, only what's needed in order to sustain that level of strength, um, but also progressive overload so that we are improving whilst being sustainable. Um, so if you want to remain healthy and be healthy in resistance training, it's about be, uh, prescribing that correct dose response so that they can elicit the, the attributes that we want and improve, but be able to do it day in, day out without being too sore, too tired, um, without being injured, without put, pulling, putting a shoulder out, ripping and ripping a peck like, uh, so, someone that's not me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that that is quite critical in my opinion, uh, and on, also on the other end, um, in terms of the cardiorespiratory health, it's not being too eager with doing the unsustainable stuff again. So uh, a lot of a lot of rugby clubs they they love to do the speed work because that's what speed of speed of defence nowadays in the game is incredibly important to help win games. Like defence has become the more important aspect of the game. So they love to do the speed work. But what worries me is that, A, do they have the, the strength to elicit the speed necessary? Um, and B, um, have they had enough recovery in order to continue to sustain that level of speed? Um, and in my opinion, it's a no, uh, which is why you, they've got squads of 33 people. Like, it's a 15-man game, but you have a squad of 33 because uh, people break down in training. Um, with the game being phys uh, as physical as it is, that's the last thing you want. You don't want people being injured for um, 
things that are completely in your control. So when it coming back to your question about health, um, it's again, just as I said earlier, getting the volume in of the low intensity steady state stuff and doing the, the sustainable uh, strength work. And once those two are at the standard that you want, then starting to um, translate that into, into speed uh, and give, making sure that they have enough rest time. So it's being aware of the energy system that you want to train and how, and how you train it rather than just saying, oh, six weeks to get an improved, uh, improved speed, like I'm just doing this random program, which isn't specific to your individuals. So yeah, I suppose that's probably the answer in terms of health and longevity. It's um, specificity in your assessment and where they are and where they want to be. It's, uh, it's sim quite simple, really. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's, that's probably what I'd say. Yeah, it's, um, it's, been, it's specificity. Uh, to your individual, to the game, and to their goals. It's it's a tough one, isn't it? It's it's not an it's it, although it is quite simple from our perspective. For someone that doesn't know much about this and they're trying to manage it themselves, um, <clears throat> and for those that are and you don't know and you want to do you want to do yourself proud on the pitch and you you aren't sure how to manage this, then again you can always contact us. But it's from what Stephanie is saying, you, we need to be or. Because we're all in this situation as well. Like we all want to do stuff recreationally, um, whether that be doing a half marathon or, or going for a run. And, and, but sustainability is key. You're going to be getting your sport-specific training when you're at the club on a Tuesday and Thursday, and you're doing your running drills. You're doing your speed training there. There doesn't have to be any specific training in the gym. You just got to focus. Would you actually, as a question for you, Stefan? Would you yeah. say or, that it's more important just to focus on the aerobic alactic training, which you can can get from a strength session? You don't need yeah. to spend 60 minutes on a uh, a treadmill doing sprint intervals. For, like You could just get that from a, a strength session. You are doing... So, so for those that don't know what alactic means, it's really high do doses of power. So a short sprint, six seconds, let's say, or a, a really hard tackle, putting that max force. If you do deadlifts and you do a set of three reps, rest 90 seconds and a set of three reps and rest 90 seconds and do that 10 times, you are aerobically lifting weights. That makes sense. So you don't have to do the traditional five sets of five rest in 10 minutes in between. You can train those physical qualities in a more timely and sustainable manner and get more bang for your buck out of it. Would you say yeah. like, that's more important? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, it's especially particularly um, talking about um, your guy there, Will. Um, as his training age is so limited, and they are still in that beginner's phase, it's um, about getting the most bang for your buck. So rather than smashing them, right, you've got three strength-based sessions a week, like three resistance training sessions, and you're going to have two speed sessions and an aerobic recovery session, if that's what you want to call it. Um, just utilizing those three strength sessions and giving uh, rest times that are going to equate to a lactic power output is a far more better use of your time and it's going to allow them um, more recovery so that they can continue to perform at that level uh, for longer periods of time rather than having to take two days off because 
they're they're still recovering and they're they're tired and or they've injured themselves. It's it's yeah, hundred percent. It's that comes down to clever programming and not many people have the uh, ability to do so. Um, uh, yeah, like because you want your you want the individual both in health and in sport to be in what what you call a flow state. And the Russians did it extremely well with their wrestling. Um, they do low intensity for six hours a day, just grappling, um, nothing too hard. And they'll do that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then only about two weeks before competition, they'll start to go a little bit harder. And then they'll take a day off in between. But because they've already built up that volume, they're able to do that and not lose any games. So it's, it's trying to get into that flow state where you can keep coming in day in, day out, perform, perform, perform. And over time, you extrapolate that over the next three to four years, um, you're way ahead of those guys that are benching 60 kilos more than you right now. It's, it's, about, it's about the long game. And unfortunately, we're very much a generation now where it's like, I want it here, I want it now, I want it right now because of the ease of access to social media and stuff. And it's just, um, it's, it's time. And you have to get that investment. You have to get that buy-in from your client, from your individual, from your athlete in order to convey that message and have that conversation. And once you've got that, and then they'll see the results. One of the things you mentioned earlier was recoverability. Uh, and I thought it quite interesting is that the recreational client, if you are trying to train specific physical qualities, there's an argument to say that you can't elicit the responses that you are trying to recover from. So you could be spending a lot of money on the different recovery techniques. And I know people are playing first team level club rugby um, that are doing like, uh, what's the word, the, the, like complex, the electrical stimulation. They're buying yeah, these, yeah, yeah. these little units and different recovery methods to try and recover from things that they can't elicit anyway, which is mm. ironic. <laughs> But ensuring that your training allows you to recover from the game so that you can go back into training and play games week on week on week for uh, a four to six month period is going to be key to ensuring that you do this for 20 years as opposed to a, a professional level athlete, five to 10 maybe, if they're lucky, push it a little bit out further. So yeah. for, for Will's client, because there is potential to move into the advanced level client, when does when does it become um, important to start really specifying in on the, the the key performance indicators? So for this client, he's a fly half. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know that uh, rugby, that position of the sport needs to be agile. They need to be powerful. Need to kick the ball. They need to be. Uh, have high cognitive level of focus and attention to what's going on around them. Um, so situational awareness. When do we start focusing on that specifically? Uh, it's a difficult one again, isn't it? It's um, because they are so young and there is that potential there. Um, they might not be a fly half for the rest of their life. Um, there's, there's still that age where they can change position um they because they might not have the cognitive ability as they're progressing they might notice that actually their decision making isn't the best they can't kick particularly well maybe they're not best suited to that position so it's it's really 
at that point, I suppose it comes down to technical competency um, in relation to your sport um, and how they're responding to training at the same time. Because because they are in that beginner stage still, it's uh, it's that trade-off between um, are they going to put more effort into getting good at the physical competencies or are they going to spend more time getting good at the technical competencies? So it's, it's quite hard to give an answer to that to be honest it's really down to the individual and the and having a good relationship with that individual will allow you to know when the right time is um if if everything goes well and they're you know they're on this linear increase on on all their strength attributes everything's going well uh, everything's stacking up um and they're they're actually playing well um, you know their kpis they're looking at the game footage every monday and they're like you know what this guy's putting in an 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 performance week in, week out. Um, I think then, obviously, it's kind of the writing's on the wall for you there. But, it's um, yeah, it's it's quite a difficult one, that. I think it really comes down to the individual and their their technical competency within the sport. It's a, it's a whole new, whole other conversation, is it? It's like sports yeah. specialization, early sports specialization, late sports specialization. Um, that's another conversation. Racking up the time here, that to, to summarize, um, we know that true performance doesn't marry up to true health in terms of the, we now have our, our scale with the move, move towards performance, you're increasing your risk of injury and you're moving slightly further away from health. Um, and so there has to be a trade-off at some point and he has to decide whether or not he wants to pursue performance truly or not, or whether he can pursue health and kind of be, okay, so I'm not going to be the best rugby player I can be, but I'm going to be healthy for longer. Um, so it's a conversation that I have to have with him, uh, whether or not he wants to truly commit to performance in rugby, because all the metrics you listed as well, like alactic power, straight line speed, acceleration with change of direction, he doesn't necessarily need them to stay healthy. No, he needs to yeah. Or we can just get doing tempo strength work and aerobic work and he'll be healthy for a long time. Um, so it comes down to a conversation between me and him, how, how committed he is to, to this performance and how far he wants to push that. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's a brilliant summary for those that are um, in that position and, and don't have a coach uh, like Will or uh, Stefan. Then you need you might need to have that conversation with yourself. You might need to look in the mirror and go, okay, like, why am I doing this? Why am I playing sport? Or why am I playing rugby, for example? Every weekend I come away injured. Like, why 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 am I doing that? Because I know for myself, like, I, I I do judo as well. If I go back to judo, I can't help but want to be the best I can possibly be, and that leads me well away from health. And so I, I've had to have that conversation with, I don't think I've yet had it fully <laughs> accepted it, but still in denial. <laughs> yeah. Um, but having that conversation to say, okay, like why like, am I just doing this for um, fun, which is fine to express the physical capabilities that I do have, or do I want to take this to performance? And if that is the case, then a lot of areas, not just health, um, are going to be sacrificed. Social life, relationships, all of that stuff gets sacrificed to an extent when you are in the pursuit of elite performance. 
and and I think that's that's been confused um, by certain uh, fitness establishments, not to name any. Um, <laughs> in the in the past five to ten years, with the rise of high intensity tra- training, and uh, yeah, we're now starting to see the fall out of that. But again, another conversation. So in short. If you want to stay healthy and participate in recreational sport week on week, stay strong and stay aerobically fit and you will do just fine. Um, If you want help with that, then contact us. We work, we specialize in your non-specialization. Yeah, do you like that one? That's a tagline. I like that. That was Um, good. That was good. So contact us if you have any questions, want some advice. We're happy to talk. Whether you become a client or not, doesn't matter to us. We're, lo- we're looking to, to educate and keep people doing this stuff because it is fun. It, I loved it. I love it down my rugby club. Going down there, playing a game, and then having a few beers afterwards, seeing my mates, like that is amazing. Um, that's why a lot of people do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, contact us. But for now, until next time, peace out.